Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. That's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is named Sideline. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode, where I'll cover select college basketball games scheduled to be played on Saturday, December 31st, 2022, last day of the year. Kitchen here. Check out the webpage on the bear. It's www.pixtheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations, goals, full recommendations on wager scaling, where to find additional picks and community rules. I say it a lot. I just 30 seconds here. I just want to reiterate, especially on a day with over 100 games. I'm going to try to give you a ton of picks today. I think I got 21 lined up for you. I recommend dividing out your wages a little bit more. If you pick one of these games, two of these games, might go really well, might go really poorly. We're predicting what we think will happen on average. And in the long run, it's shown to work. The A-grade plays this year are nearing 54% on the season in a really, really large sample size. That's pretty good. But with individual one game, you never know what's going to happen with the three ball. I would say we saw it today. We saw it yesterday, but we see it literally every single day. So just something to keep in mind. Check out that banner on the webpage in case you don't know where to find all of the other picks. You can get all that information. There is a ton of other stuff out there. Just going to talk about a few of them here. There's a lot more out there. Always remember, there are no locks in gambling. So what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades to indicate its confidence level on the picks. doesn't mean all the A-grade hit picks hit. It just means they hit enough to be profitable. Those are usually solid. Uh, we've also got plays of the day. We can be found on the website, Patreon, and picks on the Discord chat. The results of all these picks that I mentioned, you can find them on BetStamp after the games are done. You can see how the results have played out. And at the Google Sheet, all those links to get in the show description. That Google Sheet is where the full set of projections on every single game is. And for early access to picks and projections, see the Patreon. That link's in the crawler below, which is also how you access the Discord chat, which in addition to the exclusive picks that I mentioned earlier, is the best place to get questions answered about these or other games, along with a lot of fun. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Last day of the year, uh, hopefully make it a good one. So far, this college basketball season has gone really well. College football bowl season has gone really well. Um, I, I don't want to take too much time uh, reflecting on this past year. It, just in saying that, um, you know, baseball season worked really well. Uh, college football, the last half of this season went really well. So just, I had a lot of good picks, a lot of good fun. Uh, hopefully you've learned something. Again, I am a real professor, and so I always try to teach people. And so sometimes you'll see that in my comments and, and in my dialogue. And I apologize if I ramble a little bit too long. Uh, if you know exactly what I'm already talking about, you've already heard it before. You know, you fast forward 20 seconds or something through those. So, I, again, I apologize for that. But I, I do want to help people become smarter, better. It's part of the reason why I started doing this. Um, but it's been a, a great year so far. And uh, we're me, me and Jake and, and Cousin Jared are all just um, thrilled with where we are. And a lot of that is due to you viewers. So we thank you for being a part of this. Um, it's like I said, it's been a great year, been a fun year, and uh, we're just we're thrilled at where we are, and we we look forward to um, even better times in 2023. But a lot of money to be had here on New Year's Eve 2022. Before we get to that, though, some reminders: please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you don't miss any 
college basketball, and movie your college football content that this channel provides. Already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found over there above and beyond what we do here. Three dollars per month gets you full access to the plays of the day. For another two dollars a month, you get access to the Discord chat group. And for five more dollars a month, you get ad-free shows delivered to you earlier than the general public and immediate access to all the picks as they're being locked. Go to www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor for more details. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Let's get to it. All ends courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. And current as of the time of this recording, it is late Friday afternoon right now. I'm going to give y'all five what I'm calling A plus plays of the day. I got a. I think the whole show is nothing but A grade plays in total. So it's a lot of A grade plays. So there's some other A plays that I really like in the show. I, I'm, I'm everything here. I just went through. I came up with a number of picks. These are like these are my my most favorite plays at the numbers they are now. That doesn't mean. I don't know if these numbers will be there when you're watching this. I never know. Uh, and there may be numbers that come up better. That I like something better later on. It's just, as of right now, these are the, the favorite numbers. These are the five that um, don't really fit into any of the other categories. Five maybe under-the-radar games, smaller games, smaller schools. And I just think the lines are mispriced uh, terribly because there's just too many games. I think they miss on these five. First one, noon central, East Tennessee State at VMI. East Tennessee State's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to grab VMI plus four-and-a-half. I am not giving them very much home court advantage at all. So when the model says that East Tennessee State should be favored by about a point-and-a-half, maybe two points, that's not giving much respect to VMI's home court. If you think that VMI should get a stronger home court, then you would say that East Tennessee State should only be favored by about a point. I'm not really sure why they're favored by this much. It indicates that they're the much better team, and I think they're probably the better team, but I think it's pretty close to they're better by about as much as the home court. Again, maybe a tiny bit more, but not by how much this is indicating. This is a fairly large edge here backing VMI. We are 8-2 and two fading East Tennessee State, and so they've been a pretty profitable team to fade, and we have backed them twice and won both times we backed them, so we've had a pretty good read on that team all season. We've missed on both these teams by about the same margin, so I think the numbers pretty good that on average i think east tennessee state wins this more times than not but there's a lot of chance here that they win this by two three or four one a little bit less common but does happen a lot of ways that they could still win and we win this pick and vmi might pull the upset it's one another one that i might drop a tiny bit on the money line here i think that vmi has got a chance to win if not a good chance to lose by a small amount that should hang in at home they're not that much worse um, than east tennessee state both these teams have subpar offenses and subpar defenses um, it won't be exciting basketball, but it, bad basketball, anything can happen. So grab four and a half points makes a lot of sense. So I think it's a pretty solid investment there for VMI plus four and a half. Also 12 Central, another team that's been really good to us has been Bryant. We're going to lay 13 with them against Binghamton. We've talked about them. Jake and I have a couple times in the show. Other than that little stretch where they had some illness in that situation, uh, they've been, uh, again, a pretty good team to us here. Um Again, another situation where the models missed on them and Binghamton by about the same amount this season. Binghamton is just really terrible. And Bryant is a pretty solid team around average, maybe a little better than league average across all 360, however many teams there are. Bryant plays at a really fast pace. That's going to really kind of disrupt Binghamton a little bit and or just create enough possessions to get outside this number. There's a reason why laying a bigger number with Bryant um, is a little bit easier to do than some teams because you know you're going to get all those extra possessions. And that helps you because you want more possessions when you're laying a number like this. Uh, it's the opposite of the Virginia effect, right? Sometimes when you lay a big number with Virginia, you're kind of scared if they don't jump out to a big league early because there's only so many possessions left in the game. And in this case with Bryant, that's the exact opposite. They play lightning fast. It's going to benefit us, help us get outside this number of 13. The model says it should be closer to 16. Again, just the better team, 
by a lot at home could make for a route in a game where they just run away. One of these, they're up by 20 to 30 or something in the second half and just turns into a laugher. Uh, at some point, Brian's going to go on a nice little 10-0 run, and that should be what gets us done. Again, on average, we think they went by closer to 16. Never know with one game, but in general, they should take care of business at 13. It's a little bit short here, so great investment there to light a big number with Bryant. Another team I'm laying the big number here with, Southern Utah. I'm going to lay 13 with them against Rio Grande Valley. Um, kind of a similar handicap, really. Uh, Rio Grande Valley is a, a little bit better than Binghamton, but Utah Valley, I mean, Southern Utah uh, is a little bit better than uh, Bryant is. Sideline says this should be about 16 and a half. So again, a very similar handicap in this one. And the thing I like about this one is not only in that last game, talk about Bryant going fast, both of these teams play fast. There should be a ton of points. And this is the reason the total on this game is 168. There should be so many points and all those extra possessions are going to make it likely for Southern Utah to be able to get outside of this number. If you've seen anything about Rio Grande Valley this year, you've probably noticed that in a lot of their games, they kind of hang around for a while. And whether it's maybe late in the first half or sometime in the second half, they just give up too many points in a short span because they just play too fast. And when they go up and down the court several many times and they miss, their defense is bad, they give up points. And that's the same sort of thing that will happen here. So Utah should be able to take advantage of that. Um, again, Rio Grande Valley, one of the worst defenses in the country at one of the fastest paces means they're going to allow a lot of points. The model thinks that Southern Utah could put up over 90 points in this game, and I tend to agree, and that should get us to the window here, um, laying a number like 13. Again, I think it's pretty short. Yet another situation where the model has missed on them and Rio Grande Valley by about the same amount, so no real uh, bias there. We've been 4-2 and two back in Southern Utah. So again, I think we should keep doing it again. 13 is a pretty good number. Model says it should be 16 and a half. Uh, wouldn't lay 16 and a half, but at 13, it's really a no doubter in my mind. Speaking of teams that have been really good to us, Northwestern State, you've probably heard me talk about them before. We're going to lay four with them here in this one. We've backed them in all 12 games that they've played a Division One opponent, and that has gotten us a 10 and two record. I don't really see any reason to stop now at this number. The number's starting to catch up to them. I don't think it's quite there yet, but I think it's getting close. The model says it should only be Northwestern State minus 5.1. So it's a situation where I still think that we should be on them, but we're, we're I'm eyeing, or is, it, is the number going to catch up? We talked about this in the Discord. We all remember the random teams that tend to go like, you know, 25 and five against the spread or five and 25 against the spread. But that's pretty rare. Most of the time, a team that starts off hot against the number comes back to earth because the number catches up to them, right? They, they, everyone's making the adjustments, right? Everyone's seen the same thing. And that's why I built the model to help us know when has the number caught up and when hasn't the number caught up. And right now, the model thinks it hasn't quite caught up, but it's getting close. We locked this in as an A grade, um, sent this out to our patrons at minus three when it came out. I don't know exactly how long it stayed there. It stayed out there long enough for me to lock it and get it out there. Hopefully, if you're with us on Patreon, you got it at three before it went up to four. I don't know where it's going. Maybe it can back down to three. It'd be even better. But again, four is about as high as I want to play it here because I think that Northwestern State wins this game. But when you start laying a bigger and bigger number, there's a chance they win by a number that doesn't cover. So I'm really happy to lay four. I love laying three. Four and a half and five are Maybe do it, but it's a little more question. Once you get outside of that, I think you're taking a real risk that they win, but get back toward or just don't win by enough. So they've been great to us. I want to keep backing them. But again, only around this number. 
The other thing I've noted, the model's really overestimated just uh, you know how good Anna Course Christie is and that they have just not been very good whatsoever. And so maybe this is something that the model really should be out more towards six or something like that. Um, Texas Anna Course Christie just not a really good basketball team that the models kind of thought maybe they're not that bad. Maybe they're not that bad based off of previous years. They've really struggled. Northwestern state's been great to us. So again, hopefully you can get a number like minus four and lock that in with them. And the last one of these, before we get to some of our other gimmick segments here, 4 PM central Troy lying two at Texas state. Look, this one's pretty simple of a handicap. Troy's a pretty good team. I think they can go on the road and get the win. And I love landing number like two. I've heard me talk about this before. I mentioned it earlier. Winning by one is not that likely in college basketball. So if you're laying two, it's hard to lose. You can lose at one, but it's not a likely outcome. And you might push it two, but it's hard to lose. So it's a pretty solid investment here. When you've got a team like Troy, who's just a much better basketball team than Texas State. Troy's a little above average. Texas State, pretty below average. I think there's a good enough mismatch here. They go on a run and get the win. Uh, sideline says it should be Troy minus 3.7. Again, one of those where it's all, it's about the number as well as the team. I'm, I'm loving laying two. Might like two and a half or three, but I would not go higher than three. Again, the model thinks that um, between three and a half and four is where it should be. So I'm going to lay two here. Um, model's been pretty spot on with Troy. Actually overestimated Texas State. So if that were to continue, um, then that would give us an average margin of victory here of Troy by probably more like four to five than anything else. So again, I think in general, they can go on the road and get it done. I love laying a short number like two. Which takes us to the daily double doubles. I got five of them here for you where I like the side and the total. I'm going to talk a little bit about both of them, why I like them. You can parlay them together. You can just play one or the other. Play them both as individual. That's what I'm doing for the official record is playing both individually. But these are five where I think there's a good bang for a buck for us to talk about them here of the 100-some-odd games because there's a good angle on each. And some of them are correlated. So that parlay idea, if that's something you're into, might not be a bad idea to parlay them together. The first one, Noon Central, Samford at the Citadel. Citadel is getting five points, and the total is 143. Um, we're going to grab the five points with Citadel. The model thinks it should only be 1.8. I believe it's the second largest edge on the board as of right now. We'll talk about the other one here on the next game. Um, this is a coin toss type game, though. Sanford's the better team, but I'm not sure by how much. There's a chance that it's only by enough to offset the home court advantage. This is a true coin toss game. There's a chance they're enough better that they should be favored by two or three, but not by five. You know, the model says a little bit less than two. Um, if there's any bias in the model, it's actually been a little badly biased towards Samford. So in that case, um, again, I just see no evidence that says this number should be anywhere near five. Again, just as a disclaimer, one game, you never really know what's going to happen with one game, but we're talking about on average, if these two teams played a hundred times on average, Sanford's going to win, you know, 52, 53 of the hundred, you know, they're not going to win at the clip that you would need to get an average margin of victory of five points. With regards to total, we're going to go over 143. The model says it should be 147. We've underestimated the Citadel totals, but overestimated Sanford totals. That probably should wash out. To me, the bottom line on this one is the pace should be pretty average, maybe slightly faster than average. You've got a close ball game, which gives us a higher likelihood of late game fouls and or overtime. Offensively, the Citadel is a little bit below average, but Sanford is above average. And both these defenses aren't very good. And so to me, when you look at the quality of offense and defense, it favors more points because the defenses on aggregate are worse than the offenses. Pace a little bit above average. And the average game has about 140 points in it. 
I don't see why it's 143. Just eyeballing it from the what makes sense standpoint, it should be more like 145 to 150. That's exactly what the model says. So it's always comforting when you can kind of look at it and say, yeah, I think I agree with what the model's saying. 143 isn't enough points. We're going to grab the five of Citadel and go over 143. So that game where I said we had the biggest edge on the board, 1 p.m. Central, James Madison at Marshall. Marshall's a four-point favorite. The total in this one's 155 and a half. James Madison has been mostly good to us this year, and Marshall too. Um, James Madison eight and three against the spread this year. Marshall ten and three. So obviously one of those has to come to an end. But the model thinks that this should only be that this should actually be James Madison minus one. That James Madison is the better team by enough to overcome the home court and actually wins this more than they lose it. So the fact that Marshall's favored is a little surprising to the model. And I tend to agree. I I think this is, again, James Madison by one is basically a toss-up. And that's how I see this game. James Madison has been a really good team. Marshall has been a really good team. I just think when you look at all the metrics, James Madison is the better team on the road. It's a who-knows-what's-going-to-happen type game. Grabbing four points or the money line makes a lot of sense. It should be a really fun game with a lot of points. We're going to go over 155.5. The model says it should be 160. I, I don't understand how this total is here and not in that higher range. My hunch is it has to do with the fact that Marshall's last game against Appalachian State uh, went way under the total, but that was one of the plays of the days. I told y'all to go under in that one, and that hit with relative ease as well. Appalachian State plays a very different style of game uh, than James Madison does. They're going to really slow you down. Their offense isn't very good at all. James Madison, on the other hand, has a pretty good offense and plays really fast, just totally different, two different teams. Marshall wants to play fast as well. When you got a fast team playing a fast team, that's going to give you a lot of up and down basketball and two above average defenses. Again, these are two solid teams, like two teams I would love to see in March Madness, given the fact that the way they play could cause some problems for teams. Be great to see them both in there, be a lot of really entertaining. And both defenses aren't bad. But both teams have better offenses than defenses. So you consider the qualities offenses and just the pace. This is all about the pace. We should be able to get close to 116. Again, I love going over in a tight game like this because we have that added chance of maybe we get, if if we don't already fly over the total, which is possible, maybe we get the added benefit of those late fouls, that those dumb 15, you know, we've we've had multiple unders lose because of overtimes or like 15 points in the last minute. That Villanova-UConn game, I'm still bitter about losing that total. And maybe that'll happen here, right? So we could just go over, which would be nice. And if not, because it's a close game, maybe we get lucky and get something like that. So I like going over 155 here. And again, grabbing the four points with James Madison or the money line here. I think this is a tight contest. Who the heck knows what will happen? Should be a fun game. Should be on your radar. Um, A lot happening here on Saturday. But if you can find a way to at least keep your eye on that one, uh, it might be worth your while. Should be a very entertaining basketball game. Same time slot, 1 p.m. Central, Arizona at Arizona State. Another game that should be really entertaining here. Um, Arizona is a seven-point road favorite. Arizona 12-1, and Arizona State 11-2. and So Arizona State trying to stay right there with their in-state rivals. We're going to grab a seven with Arizona State. Arizona is obviously a really good basketball team, but Arizona State's a team that has the better defense in this one, and that could matter. Obviously, Arizona's offense is much better than Arizona State's offense because Arizona's offense is better than almost every offense in the country, maybe the best offense in the country. But Arizona State's got an above-average offense, and again, that defense can at least keep them in this ballgame at home. I don't really think they win, but I think they can hang in there, and there's a lot of ways that we could win this pick or push it 
I love getting that push protection on a number like seven. We talk about anytime I'm grabbing points, I love it when it's seven or more. And that's where this falls into that category. So I'm going to grab the seven with Arizona State. Model thinks it should be five. And I think that makes sense. Arizona State's been a team that's been underrated all season long, um, going nine and four against the spread. And I think it's the same thing here. I think that Arizona should be road favorites. Absolutely. They're a very good ball team um, or ball club, but it, it just not good enough um, to win by double digits, which is basically what you're asking at this point. If you're, if you're laying seven, you have to feel comfortable and confident they can win by double digits. And uh, I, I just think five is more likely than 10. And so we're going to grab the seven with Arizona State. We're going to go under. 156 and you may say oh my gosh that's crazy with Arizona and I would tend to agree with that but I talked about the defense of Arizona State is pretty good the model's actually been within one point per game on average of predicting Arizona's totals and so it's done a really good job with how crazy paced they are and how good of an offense they are it's actually done a pretty good job of figuring out how many points on average, again, one game, who knows, teams make it hot or not. But on average, it's done a pretty good job of figuring out where Arizona is going to fall with regards to the number of points in the game. And the model says this should be 151, not 156. We've got a little bit of war room there. Um, model uh, a little bit further off at Arizona State. But again, I trust here with Arizona State, that their biggest thing in this game is they're going to want to limit the number of possessions and they're going to want to play solid defense. They know if they get to attract track with Arizona, they are in trouble. So a lot of this also has to do with what I assume will be a good game plan for Arizona State which is don't get into a track beat with Arizona because that's not going to go your way. So the Arizona can hang around at home, high scoring game, but not high scoring enough to get over 156. So we're going to grab the points and go under. And again, in, in a situation where if you're not loving either one of them enough or don't know what to pick, that's when we might put, you know, just maybe put half a unit on the, on the parlay there because those are correlated because and real quick, brief explanation. If you, if you don't catch what I'm saying with that, we like, the only way a parlay mathematically makes sense is when the two things that you're putting together have one thing in common, where if I have one thing happen, I win both bets, but I get a multiplied effect on the payout. The parlay is a multiplier effect. Everyone knows it about the parlay, but I want one thing to happen and it helps both picks. And that's the thing here is all we need is Arizona State's defense just to hold Arizona down a little bit. And that's going to really help them stay in the game and cover. And it's going to help them with the under. It's not going to make both hit, but it's going to really help both hit. So that correlation there makes the parlay maybe play into our advantage the odds a little bit. It might be worth just a small play to see. And at that point, then you've only risked one unit too, if or, or half a unit or whatever, if, if Arizona happens to score 100, which anytime Arizona's playing, they can score 100, right? But again, I think on average, I think that 100 is that's more of an outlier. Uh, the model predicts that this game finishes 78 to 73, and I think Arizona would be thrilled to get to 80. Uh, and I'm not sure they have an easy chance doing it because, again, I think on the road, conference game, you know, things slowed down a little bit more. And again, Arizona State's game plan to slow should be to slow this down. That's going to be hard for Arizona to get to 80. Um, and so, again, that's why I like the under. That's why I like grabbing the points there. If you want to parlay them again, I, I think that might make a little bit of sense as well. 6 to 3 p.m. Furman at Western Carolina. Going to grab the 11 points with Western Carolina. And with respect to the total of 146, going to go over that. I mean, you've got a, a similar situation. It's the baby version of James Madison Marshall when we talk about the total here. It's a lot lower because, um, you know, the pace won't be quite so bad 
uh, or quite so fast, I mean, but you have a similar story in that the offenses should have an edge over the defenses, mainly because Western Carolina's defense is just terrible. And uh, Western Carolina's offense not being that good goes up against Furman, who doesn't really have a good defense. Furman's more of an offensive-minded ball club. So I like the over here, uh, 146. The model says it should be 150. And I'm going to grab the 11 with Western Carolina. The model says it should only be nine. This is a situation where at home, Western Carolina should be able to at least keep it a ball game and not just get run out of their own gym. If this was at Furman, different story, right? Then I'm thinking Furman might run them out of the gym. But Western Carolina, not a good team by any stretch of the imagination. But Furman's not good enough to go on the road and win by double digits a lot against teams that are not terrible. And I, I guess that's kind of what I'd say about why Western Carolina, they're not terrible. And so they should be able to at least play respectable. Again, model things they lose by nine. I think that makes a lot of sense. Same thing here is kind of talked about with a lot of these games. I've kind of cooled through them. Model hasn't really been biased really towards one team um, or the other. Um, we faded Furman. 10 times and gone seven and three back them once gone one of those. So if there is a little bit anti-Furman bias, it's done really well for us. Um, uh, Western Carolina, they're into about 50, 50 with regards to the spread. So situation where 11, just too many points. And again, going to go over 146 just because the pace should be fast, not James Madison, Marshall fast, but still fairly fast. Average number of points is 140, but the pace alone should push this closer to 150 than to 140. And our last double-double of the day here, 4 p.m. Central, Loyola Marymount minus five at Pacific and a lay five here with Loyola Marymount. We saw Pacific with a truly pathetic showing against BYU um, here last night. Really thought they would do better than that, and, and they didn't. And I, I kind of see the same thing happening here. Loyola Marymount, um, respectable enough, kind of in that similar you know ballpark of, of BYU. They're not that far apart from them. Pacific didn't do anything there. I don't see them doing anything here. I love laying a number less than seven, right? We always talk about that. Model thinks that this number should be out closer to seven, and that makes a lot of sense. We talk about how the model's missed. It's actually underestimated Loyola Marymount, overestimated Pacific. You probably heard me say the model is built to be slow reacting, and so I think if anything, there's a chance that the model itself hasn't caught up, and really, instead of this being seven, should actually be more like eight or nine, especially after what I saw from Pacific here on their last outing. I just don't think they can win this game against Loyola Marymount. I think Marymount pulls away at some point in the second half. And if we need to, we still could easily get over five with fouls. It's not like it's a number like eight or nine where you're going, I might not get there with fouls at five. You got a great shot to get there. And with a total of 144 and a half, we're going to go over the model thinks it should be 150. Uh, Pacific's defense, terrible. Loyola Marymount's offense is good. I think they score a lot of points. If you like team totals, this would be what I'd really be circling. Loyola Marymount. Uh, the implied team total, I'm not sure what it would be off the top of my head here, but the model thinks they can get to 78 and a half. But I guarantee you, based off the numbers, that the, the team total is going to be a lot less than that. So I'd be going over that Oil and Marymount team total. I think they get closer to 80 in this one. I think they can run away from Pacific's so relay to five and go over, which takes us to the totals of the day. I've got an over of the day and an under of the day in two other games that probably aren't on your radar before we get to the TV games, the four games that I think are both the best to watch and have a good betting angle on both. First one here for the totals of the day, 1 p.m. Central Chattanooga and Mercer totals 143 and a half. This one's our over of the day. Uh, one of the biggest misses, I think, here. Model thinks it should be about 149. Again, I think it's closer to 150. 
than 140. You've got two good offenses and two bad defenses. This total, to me, just makes no sense. When you look at the pace, the pace is pretty average. So if you take average pace, average offense, average defense, you should be around 140, maybe slightly less because you're not considering overtime in those games. I mean, 138, something like that. Uh, but the these offenses are both pretty good. And these defenses are both pretty bad. I, I just don't understand this total. I think it's a massive miss. Again, I think 150 is a lot more likely than anything else. In Chattanooga, uh, the model still has underestimated just how many points they can score. And I think the same thing happens here. I think that this probably gets over 150, to be honest. I think this is the best over on the board, which takes us to the under of the day. I think the best under of the day right here, 1 p.m. Central. Also, UIC at Bradley, the total is 131. Model thinks it should be 124 and a half. UIC does play a little bit fast and you know, they don't really uh, the issue is they don't really have a good offense. Now their defense is actually about average. Their defense, not good really, but better than their offense. So UIC plays fast, but you know, average defense below average offense that kind of balances that out. Look at Bradley. Bradley plays pretty slow. They have a pretty average offense and they've got a pretty good defense. Bradley's going to really drive this down. There's a reason Bradley's a 13.5-point favorite. And when you see these big numbers like this, you tend to think, whether there's two different styles of play, you tend to think the better team is going to more control the pace. And a lot of games we talked about here, we haven't seen that as much, or it's two teams that want to play the same pace, right? But in this situation, Bradley, the being the much better team, wants to slow it down. And when you look at the matchups here, I don't think Bradley has a huge edge when they have the ball offensively, they don't really have a situation where they can score quickly. I think simply because UIC is again, the best part about them is their defense. It's not good, but it's not bad. Bradley's offense isn't that good. So Bradley's going to just be, you know, so, so when they've got the ball, um, when UIC has the ball, they're gonna have a really hard time scoring. They have a subpar offense. Bradley's got a really good defense. And so USC wants to go fast. I think they're gonna get cut off at every pass. And so 131, just way too many points in this one. Again, the model thinks 124 and a half situation where I think 120 is a whole lot more likely than 130. I'm not necessarily sure it'll happen, but there's gonna be one game here on this Saturday out of 100. There's gonna be one game that's gonna have a weird, like, you know, 57 to 43 type game. And this might be it because I just don't see UIC having any success scoring again there's a reason bradley's such a big favorite i think they're going to slow it down their defense is going to take control of this game and keep this well under 131 i've got four must-see tv games of the day for you here um three of them in the early time slots make sure you're up early here a lot of bowl games to compete with as well but four games that i think should be on your radar i'm going to start off kind of the weakest one maybe the undercard all virginia tech i mean virginia versus Georgia Tech, Virginia is a nine and a half point favorite. I just think that's way too many. This is one of the stronger edges on the board of all the games that might be worth putting your TV. A lot of those A plus plays I talked about earlier, probably under the radar, just bet on to see how they do. You know, uh, there's so many other things competing for your, you know, for your eyeballs time um, than that one. But I think this one might be worth keeping an eye on. Virginia, you know, a, a pretty good team, but going on the road. I'm not sure they win this game. I think Georgia Tech might pull the upset. Nothing else, I think covering nine and a half is going to be easier than harder for them to do. Again, there's no locks in gambling, but I think they can cover this, you know, more like close to 60% of the time. I think I think there's about only about a 40% chance that Virginia wins by double digits. Why do I say that? Virginia's a good team, but they still play ridiculously slow. And that makes it hard to win by big numbers, especially on the road in conference games. 
Georgia Tech also doesn't really push the pace, and Georgia Tech's defense is better than their offense. I mean, this feels like a low, ugly, grinded out. Georgia Tech try to ugly this game up, even uglier than Virginia does to try to pull the upset. I think they got a shot to do it. I'm not saying I think they, you know, it's not 50-50 that they do, but I think it's not off the table. Georgia Tech wins this game. Model thinks that on average, Virginia wins by 6.7. So nine and a half is just a gift that we're getting all these points. And like I said, it's really just the style of play. Virginia on occasion does score a lot of points, but again, we're not talking about one game, you know, that's why I say, you know, don't pick out one game on the whole day to bet, right? You're just kind of wasting everyone's time, you're wasting your own time if you're doing that, because in one game, anything can happen, right? We, that's, we, that's the old coaching, right? That's why you play the game, right? Anything can happen in one game. But when we talk about the totality of, of all the games, right, and trying to see on average, how does the game play out? This game that on average is going to be a low scoring game in Virginia style of offense. It's just going to prevent them from scoring enough points to cover this. So I love grabbing the nine and a half with Georgia Tech. Also, 11 a.m. Central, one really should be on your TV if you can figure out a way to make it happen. UConn and Xavier. Total in this one's 151. The side uh, right now, UConn's favored by about three to three and a half. The model says three and a half. It's a complete stay away from me. Something that I noticed on this one is that Ken Paul makes this game UConn minus five and a half. And, you know, UConn's 11 and two against the number this year. Of course, the issue is that Xavier's nine and four against it. So I, I I'm not back Xavier only getting three points, but also the fact that Ken Palm makes this game five and a half and the numbers going towards Xavier has me a little bit like someone maybe like, again, it's not that someone knows something. I don't know. Right. Get out of here with your conspiracy theories. Right. To me, the bottom line is I've built a model and it sees things one way. And every, there's a bunch of other smart people who've also built models. Every big, betting group out there has their own models and, and we're all a little bit different if we all agree on every single game that would be weird um and, and, and impossible right so it just tells me that there's some other people who've built models who are betting a lot of money on these games and have influence or the way that the sports books have built their own models and we're all a little bit different we're all really smart but there's no one right model it's just all trying to figure out good ways to do it and the fact that Ken Palm's kind of over in one direction and the num- numbers go in the other direction. That's kind of where my number is. I'm just kind of like, I don't really know. I, I just don't think it's really worth investing in at three. Um, if I could lay a really short number with UConn, I probably would. Or if I could get a lot of points to Xavier, I probably would. But three, three and a half. I just don't want to touch it. But but I think the total makes some sense here. The model says 150 for the number of points, but this feels like a heavyweight fight here. UConn, uh, trying to stay undefeated. This is going to be one of their tougher games of the season. Xavier's a really good team, really tough place to play. Again, should be a fantastic game. Don't really know what happens, but if it plays out like I'm thinking with this heavyweight fight, it seems like it could have a slow start or some slow stretches where teams are really focused on having quality possessions and not getting frantic looks. Might slow the pace down a little bit. Xavier plays pretty fast. And if they decide at some point, you know, or, or, you know, UConn's defense so good, if UConn's defense is good enough to slow them down a little bit, 151 is going to be a hard number to get to. So I think under makes some sense here. So that's the way that I'm playing this one. Even though it's not a big model edge, I just think conference game, Xavier trying to pull the upset, playing fast, but against a really good defense that should be able to slow them down. You know, UConn on the road, you know, wanting to make sure they get good looks. Just feels like we're going to lose five extra seconds on every single possession. And that's going to add up to fewer possessions and fewer possessions means in general, harder to get to a big number like this. So I'm going to go under 151 in that one. 
Also, 11 a.m. Central, I get a bunch of good games at this time. Texas Tech at TCU. Totals 142 in this one. And at TCU right now is minus three. The model says it should be, you know, three and a half to four. It's a B grade pick for the model. I'm not going to play it here. Again, as you can see on the website I talked about, I, I recommend and, and I track all the A grade plays, Bs and Cs hit like at 51%. So you can jump in there and try to figure out what you like and what you don't like, but it's not, it's not good enough to blind back them. You know, like the A grade plays are, so it's not an A grade play at TCU. If I could like two, I'd like two with TCU. Uh, but right now it's not the number. So if it gets there and you can find it again, at minus minus one ten, I, I sign off on that. I recommend that. But at three, it's a pass, but the total has me intrigued here. 142. The model says it should be 136. It's one of the larger total edges on the board. It's not in the total of the day segment. Hey, I like the other one a little better, but also it's, it should be a good game to watch two really good teams easily should make the tournament fighting for, you know, can they get a leg up here in big 12 conference play? What should be a, just a bloodbath, honestly, with all those all the good teams there. Um, I just think this is too many points. Model thinks it's too many points. TCU does play with a little bit of tempo, but the strength of but both these teams have good offenses, but both these teams just have really good defense. So I think this is just more about good defensive possessions here and teams just struggling to get good looks. And when you have two really good defenses like this, Pace, it's, it's not about pace. The pace, they can get there on the points with the pace. I just think that both teams are going to be shooting a little, you know, 5% lower uh, than their season averages, basically, on shooting percentage or 10% lower or something like that. Just make it hard to score a lot of points. And obviously, one team can hit go wild from three, right? If that happens, what are you going to do, right? But just in general, I think it's going to be a lot of tough looks, two good defenses, and getting to 142 just seems like a lot. Again, model takes 136. And I think, again, as long as we can avoid late-game fouls, shenanigans, that sort of thing, I think under – it's a smart look here. I know sometimes it's scary with unders. Unders are scary plays, but if, if unders didn't hit, you know, we'd all just bet over. Right. Unders hit a lot. <laughs> so I just think this is a good one to go under on here. If you're interested in that one, and the last one of the musty TV games, sticking in the big 12, Texas at Oklahoma. Again, another one that should be a good contest. Texas is a short road favorite, the better team here. Um, but of course on the road, another game that I'm just passing on with regards to the side model says Texas minus three. So I just don't really see any value either direction there. Um, Texas has kind of bitten us a few times going under. I keep saying, like, I'm just going to trust that they don't score 100 points. They keep going out there and basically scoring 100 points. But, you know, I, there's just a little bit of a difference of the quality of defense that they face here. And I, and I said I, I just trust them not to score crazy amounts of points or whatever. But those were against bad defenses, and that didn't, that didn't work out for us. But here, I, I think Oklahoma's defense is strong enough – it's kind of like we talked about with the TCU in the Texas Tech game, right? Just to make the looks a little bit more difficult. Texas gets real jump shot heavy. And when you get real jump shot heavy, if you get open looks, that's fine, right? But if you're not getting those open looks, it's going to make it hard for those shots to fall enough to score a lot of points. The model thinks this game um, is more around 132, thinks more of a 67 to 64 type game and and you know when you just think about the quality of defenses the big 12 i just think texas is gonna have a rude awakening with regards to all the points they've scored and that's and that's not just texas i'm not just picking on them a lot of teams have a rude awakening when they get to conference play because the defenses get a lot better and they're used to scoring 80 90 points and it's conference play and it's hard to get to 70 because the defenses are just so good you just get that more these top teams this more um heavyweight style kind of makes it early you know just trying to really fill you out so i think under makes sense here they're really the bottom line on these last three i talked about i, I kind of think we, we got a good shot to hit two of the three unders. There's a decent chance on one of them that with all three close games, one of them just gets to overtime or just goes awry with late game fouls. I wouldn't know which one. Maybe if you want to pick the two you think, go for it. But I think these are three good shots to be 
close, intense, feel each other out, drag it out type games, and the under makes sense. And if we get two of the three, I mean, that's a win in my book. So I wouldn't know which one is going to be the one that, that goes awry. I just think all three are solid looks, kind of in the similar type handicap. And that is all I've got for you today. I think it was 16 games and 21 picks for you. So a lot there. Again, a ton more picks out there. I recommend playing as many plays as you can, as many plays as you like. Don't play something if you don't like it. But if you can, if that means dividing your units out a little bit smaller, if that makes more sense. You hear a lot of times what people say is 48-grade plays. Say your plays will go 25 and 15. People say, I picked 20 of them and, you know, went 5 and 15. I missed out on the 20 winners or something crazy like that. So I just always tell people, try to play as many as you can. It eliminates that bad variance. But it doesn't eliminate the good variance, right? If you only play 10, you might go 9 and 1. But I don't know. Personally, i just rather eliminate the bad variance than the good and just slowly build up our bankroll. That's my mantra here uh, that I'm, I'm trying to get us to do. So that's just my two cents. Um, always, though, take what you like and leave the rest. That's one of the biggest things I want to leave you with. So uh, otherwise, though, thanks for tuning in this episode. Thanks for tuning in all year that you've been with us here for Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't yet so you can ensure all the sports betting content we brought on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again with content for the new year all the last bit of bowl games and all the college basketball happening in the new year, six days a week, like always until we see you again, happy new year, stay safe. And as always, best of luck. And remember, get your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.